0: Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host Ted Johnson and as always let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious loving Heavenly Father God I just thank you Lord for this another privilege dear God to bow and to call upon your name dear God and Lord I ask God that, that Lord that you would just be with each and every one dear Lord that tunes into this podcast Lord that you will just God, just let me say something, dear Lord, or you say something through me, dear God, that may help them in some way, dear God. And, Lord, if there be anyone that is lost, God, I ask, the Lord, that they will give their heart and life to you before it's eternally too late. And Lord, I just praise you for choosing me, dear God, to walk this journey. And I thank you, dear God, for each and every one that, that walks with me. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would just be with this. With all the sick people, dear God, whether it be uh, the stomach virus or the sinus infection and coronavirus and everything else, the flu and everything else that's going around, God, just touch each and every one of them, dear God, and just heal them, Lord, and just be with our country, God, and just, Lord, just move in a great and mighty way in our country. Uh, Lord, our leaders need your help, uh, and the people of this world, God, they need your help in a great way. And Lord, I just thank you for each and everything, dear God, in Jesus' sweet name, amen. We're going to be in uh, Deuteronomy chapter uh, 12, and uh, this is the instructions concerning worship and offerings, and this is, uh, a lot of this has to do with when they get over to the other side, Um, for right now they they. They have set rules and everything that they're supposed to be going by, but uh, considering that they, they're, they're wandering, they're moving from place to place, uh, some of these uh, statutes and commandments have gotten, and offerings and uh, different things have gotten, uh, has fell by the wayside, they have gotten away from them. And uh, the Lord tells Moses, he said, you tell the people when they get over there that they're going to have one set place and everybody's going to come to that place and they're going to offer their uh, offerings and um, all their different offerings and everything at that one place. But uh, Let's read just a little bit in, in chapter 12. These are the statutes and the judgments which you shall observe to do in the land which the Lord God of thy father giveth thee to possess it all the days that ye sh- live upon the earth. Ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess serve their gods, upon the high mountains, and upon the hills, and under every tree. And ye shall overthrow their altars, and break, down, break their pillars, and burn their groves with fire, and ye shall hew down the graven images of their gods and destroy the names of them out of that place. Ye shall not do so unto your Lord God. Now these tell him. He said, he, he he keeps telling over and over and over about the uh, gods that these nations that uh, they're where they're going into possess the land. He keeps he keeps reiterating about that they need to not chase after these gods because he knows how we are. Uh, God knows exactly how we are, and he knows how the children of Israel are. He knows b- back when he was in the land of, in uh, Egypt that they uh, they got to chasing after Egypt's gods. And uh, they uh, they got uh, even uh, later on, they got to chasing after other gods. Uh, and the Lord had to deal with the people there. So, you know, it's not, one, it's not something that is new. They have done it so many times, and yet, you know, he still is very calmly and trying to get them to understand that they don't need to be worshiping these other gods. God is a very jealous God. He does not want you chasing after other things, putting other things before him and uh, not doing what he wants you to do because there's something that you really want to do. So, and these are all things that, that, that really upsets our God and really makes him angry. And if we go do these things, then we're going to get in trouble. Just as the children of Israel ends up doing many times and getting chastised. But he said, I want you to go in, I want you to destroy all their groves and uh, burn them with fire and break down their pillars and uh, hew down all the graven images and destroy the names from, from uh, out of the place. And he says, I want you to purge the land of all these gods that these people are serving. And I don't want you chasing after them. But in the meantime, don't forget about me. Don't forget about. You don't want to do the things to me that you're doing to these gods that's in that land. You don't want to get you don't want to forget who I am. You don't want to forget the one true God. That's what he's trying to tell them. These gods that they've got are just images. And they I mean they, they worship everything to be thought of the sun and the moon and and uh, they've got bulls and alligators and uh, fish and all kinds of stuff that they have made uh, images of and they worship these things and they they can't do nothing they can't do nothing they are just an image that they have never been alive they they are not alive they are not magical uh they are they cannot. Uh, do the things that my God can. Satan is the one that's behind all of this stuff. If you are worshiping and and chasing after something other than the one true Lord and the one true God, you are uh, chasing after Satan. That's, I mean, that's just as plain as it's going to get because he is the one that puts all of these thoughts in these people's head about all these different uh, gods and all these, uh, they could worship this and, and it'll help them uh, with fertility. Uh, they can uh, do this and spread it on their, their fields and their trees and it'll help with next uh, the next year's harvest and all these different things that Satan has got people chasing after. All the different things that Satan has got, us today chasing after so that we can get the almighty dollar and we a lot of us have gotten to the point that we will do anything anything to get money get more money <clears throat> we may have enough as it is but we still want more but you know what um, i'm i'm happy with what i've got i'm not a rich man uh, I have some money in the bank uh, and but the thing about it is is I have got a wealth that is that it cannot be bought. I have got a a a peace that cannot be bought. I have got a joy that cannot be bought. And I have got a a spiritual wealth that I have got treasures not laid up on this earth, but I have got treasures laid up in heaven. That's where all my treasures are laid up. That's where all of my wealth is. It's, it's in the things of heaven, the things of God. It's not in this world, uh, and, you know, uh, it's, it's not worth it because the things of this world is going to pass away one of these days. All the things, all these these gods that we're chasing today, and all these gods that the Israelites were were told to get rid of, and and all these nations were, uh, worshipping all of these gods. All these gods are going to burn up and be gone. They're not going to be left. But yet they they keep chasing after them, hoping hoping that they'll they'll do something. I have hope in a God, that can do something. I've got hope in a God that there's nothing impossible with him. We have read uh, uh, so far and studied so far about how that a uh, uh, couple of women were barren. They couldn't have children, and they had children. We uh, have read where that um, they they crossed through the Red Sea on dry land with water standing in a heap on both on either side of them. And then when they, when all the children of Israel got to the other side, the water fell and it fell on uh, Pharaoh and his his army and drowned every one of them, the horses and everything. And we've read all these things, but yet we still get to the point to where that we we are in disbelief that God can do things in our life. There is nothing impossible with our God, nothing. We need to have faith. We need to put all of our faith and all of our belief in God and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he can do anything. It doesn't matter. Whatever you need for him to do, he can do it. And he will do it as long as you believe and as long as you trust in him. And he said... I want you to burn them all. I want you to get rid of them. I I want their names gone. I don't want you to even remember their names or anything like that. But don't do this unto the one true God. Don't do this unto the Lord your God. Don't do this. Remember him. Worship him. Follow him. Trust in him. Have faith in him. He can do all things. I mean, one of the greatest things that the children of Israel overlook every day is they have food, they have water, they have clothes, they have shoes every day. And nothing seems to wear out. Nothing wears out. God meets their needs. It's, no, it's not what... See, that's where we get in trouble as children of God. We can't count our blessings because we think our blessings are something great. Our greatest blessings are the little things in life. How he woke me up this morning. How that he, uh, even though I have bad knees and, and can't hardly walk sometimes, he allows me to be on my feet for eight hours on my job. I mean, every breath I take, every time my heart beats, every time my eyes blink, every move that my my body makes, I count all of those as blessings. Things of this world, they do not appeal to me anymore. But I, I, I strived to want more of God. Verse five. But unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes, to put His name there, even unto His habitation shall ye seek, and thither thou shalt come, and thither ye shall bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices and your tithes and heave offerings of your hand and your vows and your freewill offerings and the firstlings of your herds and of your flocks, and there ye shall eat before the Lord your God, and ye shall rejoice in all that ye you put your hand unto ye and your households, wherein the Lord thy God hath blessed thee. Ye shall not do after all these things that we do here this day. Every man whatsoever is right in your, his own eyes for ye are not as yet come to the rest and to the inheritance which the Lord your God giveth you. He said, all right, once we get over Jordan, we're going to set up a place, uh, probably a central place for everybody. And this one place is, this is where we're going to bring all of our offerings, our, our burnt sacrifices and our, our offerings and our tithes, and all this stuff is going to be brought to this one one central place. And we're going to uh burn we're going to uh do the sacrifices and offerings and all that in this one place. And this is this is what I want every man to do. Is I want you all to come together so many times a year. God God has got them to come together want every so often. Come together as one people to learn from each other and to worship the Lord with each other and to uh, not see who's got what and see uh, see which one has prospered the most or who's got the best looking clothes on. That's not what the Lord wants us to come together for. He wants us to come together so that we can worship him worship the lord and worship him in spirit and in truth and learn about our brothers and sisters about their needs and what they need so that we can pray for them and help them out instead of just wanting everything for ourselves all the time we need to help out our brothers and sisters because one of these days it may be you need some help it may be you needing prayer it may be you needing some ministering into or some, some help along the way so we forget about that when it comes to everybody else but we're going to, we may be in that position one of these days ourselves so this is why the bible says forsake not the assembling of yourselves together in the matter, manner in which some are in other words we need to gather together. You know, I, I can watch TV on our uh, Sunday services and Wednesday night services online. I can listen to uh, podcasts all the time and, and never never go into the church. But it is not the same. I cannot live the way the Lord wants me to live without coming together, drawing strength from my brothers and sisters and learning about the Lord from somebody else, a a teacher or or a minister or in song, I have to be with those people. I have to see those people. I have to be able to, to know that they're all right and everything. And when I go to church and someone that I know that should be there is not there, I wonder about this person and I pray for that person. This is why the Lord told us to, to come together. This is why the Lord wants them to come together in this one place, to worship him and lift him up and draw strength from our brothers and sisters. When when we find out that somebody has gone through something since the last time we talked to them and how that they uh, got in touch with the Lord and how the Lord worked in their lives and how the, the wor- uh, uh, everything come out all right and this is a time that we come together to learn about those things, to praise God for those things, and to praise the Lord for everything that he has given us. We can't do that at home. We can, but it's not the same. It is not the same. See, the Lord wants us to come together so we can draw strength from one another. You know, when I, when I go to, sometimes I go to church, I don't really want to go. I don't want to be there. I don't feel like going. Um, my knees are hurting. I or I'm tired or something like that. I don't want to be there. But you know, just walking in and seeing everybody come in and and talking to them and shaking their hand and hugging their neck and whatever, I get. I start to get feeling better. I start feeling better. I start. I start smiling more, and and I just feel the Lord more because. I, I'm a little weak in my faith at that point in time. I'm, I'm a little weak in, uh, in the Lord at that time. And, and when everybody comes in and I see them all smiles and happy and, and, and shaking hands and, and uh, hugging each other's neck and all this, I draw strength from that. And the next thing you know, whatever was wrong with me, I have forgot about. I'm getting into to worshiping the Lord and praising Him, and and uh, getting ready to get some food, to some that message, that food that I need to feed my soul. So you know, we need to get together together. Uh, I I don't care. It it it's. I know with this COVID and everything, this has been a trying year, and and we were out of uh, church for a while. Uh, doing it online, like I said, I, I, I draw from that, but it's, it's still lacking something, and then we had service in the parking lot, which was a little bit better, I could see people, even though I was looking through windows, I could see people, and I, I know that uh, when somebody's not there, that they're, they're feeling bad, and, and things like that, I knew these things, so that I could pray for them, and I knew those that were well, and happy, and, and the Lord was blessing them, those are the things that I need to know. Those are the things that I draw strength off of. So, yes, uh, the Lord said, I want you to come together in one place. I'm going to set aside a place. Uh, I don't know exactly where we're at right now, or he may have, but he, he didn't tell them. But he said it would be a place out of one of the tribes. And we're going to, we're going to have this place set, to, set aside um, no, about uh, a uh, temple will be built. It will. It will be built. Uh, but it's on down on in the uh, the Bible. It will be built, and they will. They will come together there. And the Lord said, we need to have a a proper way to do these things. Uh, right now, you're just doing you know whatever. Um, you know, and I've been to that point too. You know, I, I go to church when I want to, stay home when I want to, and pray when I want to, and read the Bible when I want to, and not, I don't have nothing set in stone. And it's it's not a everything everyday thing. I may I may read you know every once in a while, and then it may be three or four days a week, a couple of weeks before I do it again. I'm talking about at home. I'm not talking about at church. But you know. We need to have a set pattern for our Christian life. We need to have a, a, not a form, but we need to have something set out to where that if we don't do it, we miss it. And, you know, it, it's one of those things, like I said, I get up every morning and I go to, uh, into my room And I pray and I study. Sometimes during the week when I have to work, it's probably an hour, hour and a half. On the weekend, it's a lot longer when I don't have to work Saturday. But I look forward to this time. And this is my time with the Lord. This is a time that, that he and I get together. And I learn of him. That's that secret place that we get to that we can learn from each other. But when you go over Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God giveth you, you to inherit, and when he giveth you rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety, then there shall be a place which the Lord your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there Tither shall ye bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes and your heave offerings of your hand and all your choice vows which you vow unto the Lord. He said, when I set this up, I said, this is the place that all your offerings are going to be brought to, all your sacrifices, all your heave offerings. and." They're going to be, you're going to bring them yourself. You're not going to send them to somebody else. Uh, uh, so, well, I, I've got something I need to do on this date and I can't make it. And he said, no, you're going to bring them yourself. You have to take your petitions before the Lord yourself. Yes, we can ask for prayer. We can ask, say I've got something before the Lord that I am really, really praying for. I can ask people to help me, help me, pray for this, but I have to do the the all the heavy lifting myself because this is something between me and the Lord that I am asking the Lord for. But I you, I can ask my brothers and sisters in Christ to help me, help me bury my, help me carry bear my burden. You know that that's where that comes in. It's not the, the fact that, you know, that you're always helping because somebody needs financial help or, or uh, something like that. But that's those spiritual things that we, we really need help with a lot of times. Uh, we're, not, uh, we're not, like I said, when I go to church, sometimes I don't want to, and I'm not feeling it, and I need help at those times. And, and just seeing everybody, I draw strength. And knowing that someone in that church has been praying for me all week, or maybe everybody in there, I don't know. But, you know, the thing about it is, is this is what we, we've got to do. We have got to get to the point to where that we are uh, wanting to get together every time that we can. You know, like I said, this coronavirus has, has thrown a, a monkey wrench in a lot of the churches. There's still some of them that are still uh, not gathered back together. They're still doing it online, and some of them are, uh, uh, have different uh, services, and I, it, it's just a big mess. I know we have our Sunday morning service with Sunday school and, and preaching and everything, but we don't have no Sunday night service. I miss those. But... Uh, but the Lord still blesses, and, still, and he's still in the same business. He's still doing the same thing, and he's been protecting us, and he's been using us in a great and a mighty way. We have went back to our food ministry, which God is, God is blessing every way we turn. This is those sacrifices that we make. Taking time out from our whatever we generally do on Sunday afternoon, now that we're not having church, taking time out, go back to the church, prepare these meals, take these meals out into the community, and uh, and give them to people. That's sacrifice. That's that's something that that we don't we don't hardly see anymore of. I mean, the whole church coming together. There's one more thing I was wanting to, uh, I have, I, there is thoughts running through my head, and it's and, uh, one of those days where that it, everything's a little jumbled up in my mind, and those are the times when I wonder if I'm, I'm really making sense, and if I'm really, uh, really making sense about anything that I'm saying, because everything is, is sort of jumbled in my mind, but you know what? I've learned, I, I told God a long time ago, I said, God, it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to depend on you, and, and I'm going to study to the best of my ability, and I'm, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to do what you want me to do. And Lord, I, I need your help every minute of every day, and I really need your help when I, when I am teaching. I really need your help. And, you know, we're not always going to get every detail that we need all at one time. And, you know, I've, I've tried making notes, and, and it, it doesn't work for me. Uh, I, I've got a book here that every once in a while I'll jot uh, some notes down in that I want to remember, and sometimes the Lord uh, lets me use them, and sometimes he doesn't. But it doesn't matter because I told God, it doesn't matter, Lord. I'm going to do the best I can uh, every day. It doesn't matter whether I've got everything laid out in front of me or not or whether I'm depending on you for every word because I have studied and I have done everything that I need to do. Now then, Lord, it's up to you. It's up to you. Do I take him for granted or I try my best not to? I try my best not to. I know that I have to keep up my part because the Bible says, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. And that's what I want to do, but I've got to study and I've got to figure out these things. And... Uh, There's a lot of things that's going through my mind sometimes and that I want to remember. And when I sit down to bring the message that the Lord has given me, I don't think about those things. And I often wonder, Lord, is that because you didn't want me to use it or just the simple fact that I forgot it? So, you know, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Always. Everything. No matter what you're doing, whether you're on your job, your your public job, or whether you're doing something for the Lord uh, in church or or online or whatever, to always trust in the Lord. But please, please take the time to every day to pray and to study and to seek his face and to find out just exactly what the words, find out a, a starting point. You know, I told the Lord a long time ago, I said, Lord, I'm going to do this. Uh, and I'm gonna trust in you to give me the tools that I need and the words that I need to say. And sometimes I know exactly what I'm gonna, how I'm gonna start out. And sometimes I ain't got a clue. But I, I always do it because I know that the Lord is gonna be right there. He will never fail you. He will never leave you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. God will, God will bless you and He will protect you. And he will keep you, and he will give you what you need. But these instructions that, that Moses is given the people, this is, we can take and change the words around a little bit in this, and put it in our own, uh, put it in for us today. You know, there's a place that we need to go, whether it be at home, whether it be in your car whether it be at church, there is a place to where that we need to go to where that we can get in touch with the Lord away from everybody else and get down on our knees and talk to the Lord. Listen, I know prayer, when we talk about prayer so much and everything, but listen, my ideal of prayer, and, and this, this has come from, uh, from the Lord, but my ideal of, the Lord, of prayer is talking directly to God. Uh, to the Lord, talking to directly to him, not going through some form or something like that, but you know, and sometimes I'll get, come in here in the morning and I'll kneel down and pray and it, it, I cannot feel the Lord, none whatsoever. And I just, I just start thanking the Lord for things in my life. And, and let me tell you something, uh, if anybody really sit around and listen to my prayer, sometimes that I pray in this room when it's just me and him, they think I lost my mind because I ask, I thank God for everything that I can think of. And, uh, I thank him for the water. I'll thank him for the sewer. I'll thank him for the food. I'll thank him for the people that prepared the food. i thank him for the, our storage systems here at the house that we have for our food. I'll thank him for everything. It doesn't matter if it's worth having and it's worth using, it's worth thanking God for because all good things come from above and we need to thank God for them. Is your house heated? Are you uh, warm on these cold days? Are you cool on the hot days? Thank God for the system that keeps you that way, whether it's a a fan in the window or a central heat and air. Thank God for it. Because listen, God gave somebody the uh, the intelligence enough to to build either a box fan or a heating and air conditioning unit. He God give them the knowledge to build that. So yes, we need to thank God for that, and we need to thank God for the person that come up with the idea. We have taken we we as children of God we take so many things for granted, and we as human beings we take a lot of things for granted until we don't have it. And you know what? Uh, You never thank God not one time for your heat and air conditioning or or, uh, your uh, uh, electricity or anything like that, but let it quit working or your electricity go out, and what's the first thing you do is you start complaining. But not one time did you ever thank God for it. It's like the children of Israel. You know, very few times has it ever say anything about the children of Israel thanking God for anything that He was giving them, but they was always complaining because they didn't have something else. God God fed them every morning. They went out every morning, except for the Sabbath, and they gathered up this uh, manna that they and they uh, made cakes out of it and they ate it every day. And then on Saturday, or well, Saturday, they went out and they gathered twice as much because the Lord didn't want them doing anything at all on Sunday. But yet they never did thank the Lord for it. But yet they, they decided that they wanted some meat, so they, what did they do? Instead of asking God to give it to them, they started complaining and, went and started fussing at Moses because they didn't have it. Just like we are today. We don't thank God for what we got, but when we want something and when we can't get it, we we blame God. I mean, let's put it let's put it the way it is. We blame the Lord because we ain't got it and can't get it, and we start complaining and and whining and going on because we don't have it. But yet we never take the time to thank God for what we do have. When we take time to thank God for what we do have and thank him for everything that he has given us, we'll find out that that other stuff really don't mount to a whole lot. Oh, it would be nice to have, but, you know, I'm not going to complain and gripe because I don't have it because I I have everything else that I need. I have everything that I need. God said he would supply my need, and he has every way to be thought of. And that does not mean that he's going to give you just give you everything on a silver platter. When the Lord says He's going to supply your need, He's going to make a way for you to get what you need to get. The way that He makes the way that He makes for me to get uh, to this home and the food and and the gas for the vehicles and the vehicles and everything, the way that He uh, makes for me to get all that is called my job. My public job my public job, that I, I go to work and I work on eight hours a day. That's the way He supplies my need. I thank God for my job daily. Thank God for the knowledge that He gives me to do my job. See, we, we, <laughs> we have become, I don't know, uh, complacent, want God to give us everything, but we don't want to do nothing. We expect God to meet all of our needs and to bless us with rich, untold riches and everything, but we don't want to do nothing. We expect God to uh, give us uh, uh, eternal life and perfect health and uh, all that stuff, but we don't want to do nothing. The children of Israel wanted to go in and possess the land, but they didn't want to do nothing to possess it. All that what they wanted to do was just walk in, God drive everybody out, and they just walk in and take over. That's not the way it happens. See, the children of Israel had to put up some; uh, they had to do some work to get this land. They had to do some work before that they could get these. Uh, free vineyards and uh, free olive yards and free houses and barns with everything completely furnished and everything. All they had to do is, is put their clothes in and they had a home. But yet they they went in and they spied the land out and they, they found out that some of the cities had walls uh, walls all the way up to the heavens and they were giants in the land and the and. Moses, the Lord told Moses, tell him, said, those people are a whole lot stronger and everything than you are, but yet, but God, but God said, I give you the land. Now you have got to go in and possess it. I'll be with you. I will fight your fight. I will fight your battles for you, but you are going to have to do some work. So Christians, It's time we get up off the sea to do nothing, put on the whole armor of God, and go to battle. And go to battle. Time is short. The harvest is ripe and the laborers are few. Most of the laborers are are sitting around waiting on somebody else to go collect the harvest. We need to collect it ourselves. See, this, this is the reason why that so many people uh, especially back in the, in those in the days of the children of Israel, that's the reason why that they they wanted to serve all these other different gods is because that they didn't have to do anything. They uh, went out and got they said a few prayers and uh, they uh, cooked some meat and uh, laid some fruit out for them. You know, nothing real big or anything like that. They just you know just went through a motion. And they didn't do anything and didn't have to do anything. And that's the reason why that so many people are following after Satan and everything to do with him is because you don't have to do nothing. But if you want to live a Christian life, you're going to have to put some work into it. Jesus went walking on this earth. He walked everywhere he went and rode a donkey several times but most of the time he walked. And he made it a point to be exactly where that he was needed to be. He made it a point to be there. We don't we don't even care if we're where we're supposed to be or not. As long as the Lord is blessing us and everything's going fine, we're in good shape. We don't care about anything else. I must needs be about my father's business. That was the one thing that was in Jesus' mind the whole time he was upon this earth, his father's business. Seeking those which needed to be ministered unto, seeking those which needed something. Seeking them. He went looking for them. He didn't run from them. He didn't make fun of them. He went and sought them out. And told them about a better way. He went and he sat down. And had. Meals with the publicans. And the sinners. The the two groups of people. That was reviled the most. In the land at that time. Especially publicans. You know they're the, they're the ones. That collected all the money. All the taxes and everything. And he went. He made it a point to seek these people out. And here's a group of people just like us today that God is wanting to give them the best. And they don't want it. They are afraid that they're going to have to do something if they get it. That's the reason why that so many of us are saved and satisfied is because we're afraid that if we get anything else from the Lord, we're going to have to do something. And we really don't want to do nothing. We just want to just want to sit here and wait on the Lord to come back and get us. Well, I hope he does. But you know, I I'm I'm that type of person that I want to make sure that I'm going to go in And I want to make sure that when I walk through those pearly gates that I'm going to I'm going to hold my head up because I have done a job that the Lord had wanted me to do and I have fought a good fight and I have ran the race and I deserve to be there. And I wouldn't be there if I didn't deserve to be there. But we are chasing after so many things and still wanting to go to heaven. We are chasing after everything of this world, but we still want to go to heaven. The only time that we ever mention God's name is when we're cursing or something really bad has gone wrong in our life, and we finally figure out that we can pray. Just like I said the last time. You put Jesus on a shelf, and you go get him down when you need him, and when you don't need him, you put him back up there, and you live your life every, any way and every way you can. But when you need him, you go back in on that shelf, and you get him down, and you dust him off, and, and you start praying to him just like just like this world. I mean, it's, you know, it's... It seems like that everybody has been trained to do this, because we we run around haphazardly every day. We are we have got to go to work. It doesn't matter what day it is. We have to go to work so we can make money, so we we can have the best of everything. But when something happens, we forget about all that stuff and we run to the church on Sundays and. And we wring our hands and and we we pray and we pray and we ask everybody to pray and, and we're seeking the Lord and then when everything's smoothed out and everything's going fine, we're right back to the way that we were. So God has to let something else happen to us to wake us up again, to get us back in church, to get us back to talking to him. When if we'd done it every day, We wouldn't have to worry about those things. We wouldn't have to worry about, I've got to find him. I've I've got to talk to him. You know, what do I need to do to get in touch with the Lord at this time? You know, and run around wringing your hands, scared to death that he's not going to be there. He's not going to answer your prayer. Should have been prayed up to begin with. Should have been studied up to begin with. Jesus is about to get tired of being used as a crutch just when we need him. You know, I I don't want to use him that way. I want to talk to him and let him know that I love him every day. You know, the last thing I say before, before I go to sleep at night is, Father, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. I try, I try to remember to do that every night before, the last thing before I go to sleep. And then in the morning, I'll tell them good morning. Yes, and I will ask them how their night was. Yes, I will. They are, my, they are our friends. They are our best friends. They are the friends that stick around when everybody else has left us high and dry. Talk to them like a friend. Be a friend to them. Let people know about your best friend. Listen, I thank you all for listening. I know this has been a little different, uh, that this is what the Lord wants, and I'm going to give it to you just exactly the way he gives it to me. And for a long time, uh, like I said the other day, uh, I don't know how many times that I have thought, Lord, I, I keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. But then I go to churches and listen to uh, people teach and run across things on Facebook and different things. It's uh, li- right along the same lines of everything that the Lord has been telling me. The Lord has got a message to the, to the Christian people. This, I mean, it's not to the world. This is to the Christian people. It's time we wake up. It's time we get prayed up. It's time we get studied up, and it's time we get, be about the Father's business. Find out what God wants you to do and do it. Do it. And and I got uh, I got a little sign off of Fa- a little saying off of Facebook, and I hung I printed it out and I hung it up to church. Whoever's supposed to go to Nineveh, will you please go? Remember, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Jonah and, and read about Jonah and him spending three days in the belly of the whale. Then you'll understand what I'm talking about. But I thank you all for listening, and I hope you got something out of this. And until the next time, may God bless you all.